Welcome to the Association Hub podcast, a bite-sized series of weekly inspiration designed to keep curious association professionals inspired. Our topics will cover everything from membership growth to online communities, technology and sponsorship and beyond that. Hi there. Welcome back to the Association Hub podcast, the podcast that brings you the latest insights and inspiration on all things membership and associations. I'm Helena Lima and joining me as always is my co-host Angela Shelton. How are you today, Angela? Oh, I am doing amazing and I'm super excited for another episode. I know today we're going to be talking about something that you are very passionate about, which just seems like there are so many things, right? But this one I know you love. You know me very well, Angela. Today's topic is my absolute favorite building member experience journeys. As our listeners know from our previous episodes, I'm a big advocate for personalizing member experience that truly resonate with members and believe it's so important for increasing engagement and retention. Oh my gosh, is it ever. And when members feel like their needs and preferences are understood and catered to, and it's easy to find resources they need and they receive communication that's relevant to them at their career stage or the position they're in, they are so much more likely to stay engaged and loyal to your association. Like it is literally a win-win. And the member journey mapping is the excellent tool for you to try to walk in your members' shoes and understand what are those needs for different member personas and what are those resources that the member may need at different stages of their careers or if they hold in different positions or if they work in different professions. Oh, and I loved when you and I did this member mapping about a year ago. It was such an interesting journey. But for those who aren't quite aware of exactly what a member journey mapping is, Alina, do you think you could quickly run our listeners through? Absolutely. And I will try to be very quick not to bore anyone. So member journey mapping is all about understanding the different stages and touch points a member goes through during the membership within association how they find about your association, when they decide to go to one of your events, how they decide when it's time to join, their initial onboarding experience, the interaction they have with the association, the benefits, the service they receive, and then how they become involved in your association, how they volunteer their time to give back, and how they spread information. By making all these journeys, associations can identify areas where they can create personalized experience to different members and how they can improve the process both for the member and for the team. Gosh, this is such an interesting journey to go on. And in this day and age, people expect customized experiences. Well, I mean, I can speak for myself, but they expect relevant information they want to see and they want to access it where and when. Now, you may also like to make a recommendation that they also want to be led through their journey and not to figure out where to find the content. Uh, what event to choose and how to connect to other members. This is a really special part about that member journey, helping them curate their experience. And I always say that associations need to be the Netflixes in their industry and curate the uh, content for them. And I've seen associations that have successfully implemented personalization and witnessed the positive impact on their membership. It's definitely a game changer in today's competitive landscape. And speaking of successful implementations, we've got a special guest with us today, who has first-hand experience in creating personalized member journey with you. Yes, Angela, I have a great pleasure to introduce Eva Roden, Chief Operating Officer of Australian Medical Association in Victoria. 
Their team is currently going through personalizing experience and content delivery for different segments for their members. And I'm super excited Eva agreed to share their experience. Oh, I can't wait to hear this conversation. Eva is just fabulous and I love what they do there internally within their organization. But before we jump in, I'd like to remind our listeners that if you have a story to share, we'd love for you to reach out to us because we think it's really important to spread that net wide and see what other people are doing in the industry. Now, it doesn't have to be a 100% successful story or even about a finished product. We just want to learn about the lessons and the experiences or the practices or initiatives that you've gone through because we know that by sharing these stories, we're helping our association peers. So if you do, please jump on to the www.associationhubpodcast.com.au and drop us a message. And also remember to subscribe, rate, and share our podcast with your network so that more association professionals can benefit from this valuable insight. So without further ado, let's welcome Eva right into today's podcast. Yay! Hi, Eva, and thank you so much for joining today, our Association Hub podcast. When I and Angela were creating the schedule for our podcast, I definitely wanted to include the topic of member journey mapping because I'm so passionate about the member experience and this topic in particular. And I couldn't have thought about a better guest for this episode than the AMI Victoria team. I've heard so much about your journey from you and your team at different events and in my membership marketing school, and I can't wait to share this with our listeners. So first things first, can you please introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about the AMI Victoria membership and your organization? Sure. Thank you very much for inviting me. Pleasure to be here. I have been with AMA Victoria for over five years now. That gave me plenty of opportunity to learn about the associations and our members. Although I come from the finance background, which for some people might feel quite unrelated to membership, you know, acquisition and retention. However, to me, it makes a lot of sense. It is all about the data you're gathering, uh, like in finance, what story that data can tell you, and most importantly, what are you going to do with that information once you have it? So with AMA, we're looking after the doctors and a variety of those doctors and their needs. So lots and lots of data that we can gather and then analyze and we can put it together to serve better doctors and present the value that AMA would like to present to them. That's great. And it's very interesting because obviously you have doctors of very different specialities. It's not like you are association for an ethicist or association for surgeons. So you have a very big variety. So I guess they would have all very different interests and very different needs too. Of course, for sure. They not only have different interests, they also are in different career stages. They're different age they would need to find the value to stay, to remain with AMA. They will need to find the value. Why would they stay? Why would they contribute? Why would they be the voice to advocate for the health of all Victorians? Because your membership is not compulsory. No. Yeah, they don't have to be. Yeah, so you'd really need to work hard to provide. That's correct. So at what stage have you decided to, you need create these different offerings for different segments and What were your first steps? How did you hear about the member journey mapping and were your first steps into, all right, let's give it a go and let's provide this personalized experience? So basically when I started with AMA, the AMA decided to invest in the comms team and that then became obvious 
that the comms team needed some relevant data to deliver the news. We were grappling with the fact that there is so much that we can communicate to members and the news is just have to be relevant to those members. So it has to be delivered in a relevant time. The information needs to be relevant and needs to reach relevant people. That's when we sat together with the various departments and started to nut down what it is that we can actually do with current information and how we can put the data together to make them their lives uh, much easier and use technology, use what we've got to deliver the news to relevant members, relevant news to relevant members at relevant time. And so what were the main challenges that you faced during this process? Well, I like to see them as opportunities. That's a great approach. <laughs> <laughs> the process actually was quite complex and multi-layered. When we set out on that journey, we didn't know how we're going to do it, but we really, really knew what we're trying to achieve and how we want to end up after we finish the work. We had to change directions a few times due to the constraints of our CRM system. We had to redesign it. We had to program certain components, redesign some business processes and reassure staff that their workload uh, it's not going to be more difficult. It might be actually easier and less challenging and also motivate them so they actually take a little bit more work to actually do that additional work because it requires to just sit down and think it through, try to find the best possible solution to all of those multi-layered problems. And so in my practice, I noticed there are two approaches. Sometimes uh, organizations, they just get this software and they're trying to adjust their business processes in, to fit into this software. While some organizations say, no, this is our process and we would like to find the tech solution that will work mm -hmm. for our business process and fit the purpose. So what from I hear in your team, it was kind of both ways. So you adjusted the process and the technology to fit this process. Is this correct? That is correct, actually, because technology is here to stay. And we have certain softwares and technology that already was implemented into the systems. You cannot just ditch it. You have to embrace what you've got, but build on it. Build on it and sometimes redesign the business processes, but sometimes look for that solution that will suit your need. So like I said, we had to reprogram certain things. And with the flexibility that we had with our CRM, we could do that but we definitely knew what we wanted to achieve. So we didn't settle on, oh, this cannot be done. We actually had to push for it and present the, the outcome so the software provider could provide the solution for us. So yes, we did both. That's very interesting. I think it's very flexible and agile approach that you need to embrace because you obviously can't, you know, I personally don't believe that you can find the software that would not meet of, of every single business. So sometimes you do need to adjust and to build. Yeah. And look, you have such a diverse range of members, different stages from, you know, from students to doctors who are about to retire, plus different specialities, so many different ways to slice and dice the data. Mm -hmm. So what's the main kind of approaches and strategies for segmenting members that you utilize in your organization? And do you also, do you only segment them by their career stage and their specialties, or you also try to segment them based on their interests and preferences? 
we started with a very traditional approach, which was fee structure. That's where I came in. That was predominant segmentation. That is okay. And it serves the purpose when you want to collect the subs and it works beautifully, but it doesn't work for people in Comsteam that needs to deliver the news. They don't deliver the news for part-time people. They deliver the news to a particular segment of doctors. So this was where we started the shift the status quo and say, okay, will the retired doctors have different needs? Yes, they would. Would the doctors in, specialist doctors have a different need for information? Will the GPs have need for information? And all of those angles we had a look at and we decided that the best way to structure our members is what do they need to know from us? So focus on what it is that they need to know from us then structure them in those segments so we can deliver that news that is relevant to them. And what would you say your main technology when you are segmenting members and when you're building this personalized member experience, what would be the tools, the main tools that you're using? Is it your CRM or is it your email? Or how do you learn about the preferences? How do you learn about their behavior? We already had some data because IMA is quite established organization. So we had in-house information that we could use, start using straight away, but the technology wasn't there to support that. So mainly the CRM, we had to change the segments and create them based on what type of doctor you are and what career stage you are at. So that's probably the main ones. Obviously doctors in training will have a different interests and different needs to senior doctors and specialists. So this is the what. What is that that person would need from us and then group them in categories, which would then become segments to deliver that news. Our CRM is connected to our mailing system and we're using EDMs to, to deliver that news and it's quite automated. So all that manual work is taken care of by the systems. Yeah. And um, this is your team willing to learn? Are they enjoying the process of embracing new technology or is it more push from... Push and pull? Push and pull. We're very lucky. We're very lucky. We have a team that really wants to deliver the value to members. They eager to learn and they see the opportunities. They embrace the technology and it make my work much, much easier and pleasurable. Oh, that's great to hear. It's always much easier when you have uh, the team on board. My final question would be your advice to an association who is starting the journey of creating the personal experience. Let's assume I work in an association that we just have one newsletter that we just blast to all our members. What would be my first steps in order to create this personalized experience? And what are the key steps that I should take in order to start this complex project? I would definitely start with the software that you've got. So assess what have you got. Is your CRM supporting automation? Is your CRM fit for purpose? Just because something works for other organizations doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Is, is it going to be integrated with your mailing software? Is the mailing software has got some limitations? So start with technology and then almost parallel to it, have a look at your segments because those two I find goes together. You can't, none of them goes in front of the other. They goes together, check the technology and then check your member data. Base available in database, yeah. Yeah. 
and yeah. the segments. How can you segment those members to bring that value to them as quickly as possible and as automated as possible because the technology is there. You just have to find it. Yeah, it's definitely there. It's just that the, when you have too much choice, it's always hard to, to, to make the right decision. That's correct. Thank you so much, Eva, for your insights and for your, I'm really loved watching your journey and I checking your website regularly. Obviously, I'm not your member, so I can't see what's behind the scenes, <laughs> but I'm sure something really great happening there, but definitely we'll be watching. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And if you would like to check the AMI Victoria website, definitely jump on their website and see their offering. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe. And if you'd like to join the conversation, reach out to us at associationhubpodcast.com. You can also find out more at answers.net.au and memberboat.com.au. Until next time, stay curious.